1: Said that. Glad you got that out of your system. <laughs> I know why you're happy today, everybody. <laughs> because Trump today announced a deal to temporarily reopen the federal government for... Uh, it'll be open for three weeks, like his casinos. <laughs> And of course, no funding for the wall. So the thing he said he would never do, he just did. (laughs) Right? For 35 days, he was like, there will never be a deal without wall fending, wall funding. (laughs) And Nancy Pelosi said, oh, yeah, hold my beer. (laughs) But, (laughs) of course, Trump always has to frame everything as a win for him. Three weeks to give the wall. Maybe I'll declare, he says, an emergency. That's his new strategy. I'll give you three weeks, to declare an emergency. He's like the bad guy at the end of every movie, falling off a skyscraper, still yelling shit on his way down. <laughs> you may have won this round, striker, but I'm... <laughs> 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 and Pelosi's there like, yippee yay pussy grabber. Yeah. Listen to this. A couple of days ago, Trump was talking about this, and he said, I'm quoting word for it, he said, Nancy Pelosi, or as I call her, Nancy. (laughs) That's how bad she is kicking this man's ass. His cutting nickname for her is her name. But he hasn't been idle, Trump. He came up with the slogan, did you hear that this week? He said, build a wall, crime will fall. <laughs> it's, it's stupid, it's factually inaccurate, so I came up with one. That's so dumb, your base will come. <laughs> and... <laughs> and Pelosi said, you won't get your wall, I've got bigger balls. See, it's, uh, it's, it's not that hard to run. Oh, speaking of balls, um, <laughs> Trump's ban on transgender people serving in the military—they uh, they say that can be enforced. The Supreme—that's what you get when you put Brett Kavanaugh on the Supreme Court. Uh, so that that can be enforced. And uh, Trump's—you know—Trump has always had it out, right, for the transgender people. Don't know why? He told us today. He said, "No one wants to grab a pussy and get a surprise." <laughs> but. Let's not bury what's most important in America. Everyone is talking about the smirk heard round the world. You saw this kid uh, this week. Remember this kid? Yeah. If you don't know what this is, if you're living under a rock... Okay, here's what happened. This was at the Lincoln Memorial. This is on the mall. But, of course, at the mall in Washington, there's all kinds of people protesting. And There were three groups there that day that got into it. There was the black Hebrew Israelites. There's not many of them. St- LAUGHTER There aren't. They've been in New York. I remember. They stand on the corner calling white people crackers. And (laughs) they finally got some attention. They believe African Americans are the literal descendants of the Israelites in the Bible. Except we have DNA, and they're not. (laughs) They did 23andMe, and it came back, you're kidding, right? (laughs) But... (laughs) But the black Hebrews started to <laughs> mix it up with these Catholic high school kids who were there from Kentucky? Right. Okay. Uh, and they were there with a big pro-life march, and then a Native American elder playing a drum got in the middle to mediate. And now it's a big thing, and, you know, people saying the kid... The ki- I, I don't blame the kid, the smirking kid. I blame lead poisoning. <laughs> bad parenting. And, oh, yeah, I blame that fucking kid. What a little (laughs) prick. Smirk face. Smirk face says... Please. Like, that's not a dick move at any age to stick your face in this elderly man's... And this smirking kid says, he was just trying to diffuse the situation, but... Really? You know what? Next time you get into a fight with your wife or your husband or your boyfriend or your girlfriend, uh, try that. Try... (laughs) (laughs) Try getting two inches from their face with a shit-eating grin and see if it diffuses the situation. Yes? Yes, me, this kid should have done what everyone does during a drum solo leave. <laughs> but. Really, I mean, I don't spend a lot of time, I must tell you, around Catholic school children. <laughs> but I do not get what Catholic priests see in these kids. Big news, Roger Stone today was arrested. Former guest. not trying to be mean. Former guest. uh, Trump's first and greatest political booster. He's been trying to make Donald Trump president since 1988. He should go to jail just for that. (laughs) But, I mean, he is a true believer. You know this, I bet you this political savvy crowd knows this. He has a giant tattoo of Richard Nixon covering his entire back. That's true. I feel sorry for his cellmate. I mean... <laughs> try to keep an erection looking at that. All right. Listen, before we bring out Anne, <laughs> I want to introduce someone in our audience. You know, I've been saying for the longest time one reason this country is in such a mess is because we, we are politically illiterate. And one reason for that is we don't teach civics anymore in school. Civics. Okay. So... 14 kids in Providence, Rhode Island sued the school for not teaching them civics. They said, you are not preparing us to live in a democracy. And one of them is here. Please give a big hand to Achman Sasse. Ladies and gentlemen, stand up. Okay. Show Dan Savage, Heather McGee, and Joshua Green are here in a little later We're speaking with former Ambassador Michael McFaul. But first up, she's a political commentator and author of Resistance is Feudal. How <laughs> the Trump hating left lost its collective mind. My good friend of me, Ann Coulter, is here. Oh, that's a nice uh that's a nice liberal applause for you. You are more powerful. You're like Wonder Woman. <laughs> if, if Wonder Woman was the villain, uh, <laughs> but really, all over the news, I hear them talking about the cult veto. What, uh, whatever Donald Trump does, if you don't say it's okay, no good. Is I that...
2: promise you, the country We're... would be run much better if, if you... I had a veto over what Donald Trump. Well, you kind of do.
1: I mean, he was ready to. He was ready to go along with what they passed on on the. On no, Homeland but this se- is. N-
2: Look crazy that I expect a president to keep the promise he made every day for 18 months. Right. Um, no, it's not just, it's the base. That's what happened. You had um, him making this, what are you looking at? I'm looking at, this guy
1: (laughs) he's holding the card behind the camera, which is an interesting place to put it, if I was Superman and could see through it.
2: (laughs) 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 <laughs> you don't have to look at that. I'll do all the talking. Well... Um, no, it's crazy. The, the base is what has rebelled here, and they can take me as a stand-in for the base, but that's all I am, a member of the base. You
1: know, well, that's very modest. I mean, you said today... This is your tweet when Trump capitulated on the wall. He said, Good news for Herbert Walker Bush. As of today, he is no longer the biggest wimp ever to serve as president. So... Let me get this straight. You you were convinced that Donald Trump was the guy. You voted for him, Donald Trump. Correct. And now you're finding <laughs> you're finding out he's a lying con man. What was your first clue? <laughs> I, I mean
2: Okay, this is the thing. Not only and you haven't even <laughs> oh, Okay, I'm a very stupid girl. Fine. Um but that was actually a selling point with Trump. I mean, you can make fun of me for also writing "and Trump, we trust." E pluribus awesome. Um, look, we've been lied to over and over and over again by politicians, by respectable people, by people like Mitt Romney and George Bush, Obama and Clinton. We're going to we're going to protect your jobs. Not to the same. And degree. if I could just say for a second um, to an audience that is not wild about me. Um, I think this build-the-wall line has has become... I mean, it sounds like crooked Hillary or lock her up. It isn't that. You're being played. This is, as Bernie Sanders said, a Koch brothers idea. This is lots of cheap labor pouring into this country is good for... Employers, it's not yeah. good for employees. You know who wants it? The Koch brothers. Yeah, they want it. Rupert Murdoch right. wants it. Yeah. My party yeah. wants it. Why hasn't right. Trump uh, okay. been able to get it through but, but, but the? But
1: that's not two the, years. the point. Is that the because wall the won't stop that? Because the Republicans
2: don't want it. Okay. It's all of mass immigration. It's our legal immigration. Okay. It's no e-verified. But, 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 the wall but, is a big part of but, that. But the reason and w- you're being played to have everybody keep acting like this is some sort of okay. racist thing. You're. Well, working class wages have gone down. okay, middle class wages have been but, stagnant. It's great for the rich. It's good for you.
1: Um, okay, but the th-
2: bad for people who work.
1: <laughs> okay, but the point was the wall won't stop that. Of course see, it will. Of course, it won't. Most people who come here from Mexico don't come for jobs. The board. They come for jobs. They come on a plane and then just stay.
2: They, that's absolutely not true. And it's, if you say walls don't work, tell it to Netanyahu. But they that's built a, a whole... Wall. Di- that's a different... It's not a different thing at all. They built a wall Yes. illegal immigration right. with zero. They built
1: a wall to stop suicide bombers. I've never... No. My gardener has once not once tried to blow that me up. That was out. only
2: on... That. That's not true. That's, no, that's not true. Okay. All right. That's not, absolutely All right. what but they about, walls, but wait, I, Northern side, Gaza yes, side. Yes, I, I, I agree. Terrorists. Those walls worked. Southern side was to, to stop, stop African illegal immigrants coming in and taking jobs. Went from a huge okay. problem to right. zero All illegal right, immigrants. Then.
1: All right. And Mexico will pay for it? Um, what happened to that Trump? I because, wonder myself yeah. what
2: happened, to, but because, I will say in his defense, must, uh, look, in Trump's defense, he never said they would prepay for it. He explained very clearly how it would be done. He said it would be done. Well he didn't. Well now we're so No, not, he laid this out very clearly. He said they would we would tax said, remittances. Mexicans in this country, both legal and illegal, send back 25 right. billion. Every year. Okay. Every year. That's enough for the full wall. You put a 10% tax on that, as but, he recommended, and he put it in his immigration policy paper, in 10 years you've paid for a $25 billion wall.
1: Okay, but today he was talking about how we never said it was a wall from coast to coast. That's exactly what I he agree. said. I agree. You know, first it was a wall, then it was a fence, then it was just, I guess, cones, yeah. you know? <laughs> no. By now,
2: it's a gentle little garden trellis. I
1: I think maybe thoughts and prayers is what we're (laughs) up to. Just see if we can get thoughts and prayers to work for that. But let me just ask about his state of mind. He said the other day, he said, I see a lot of the Democrats, almost all of them... This just speaks to his mind, and this is what I want to ask you why you like this guy. (laughs) Like, he's starting with a giant lie that the Democrats, the, the end of the quote is, are breaking... I see a lot of the Democrats, all, almost all of them, are breaking, saying, look, walls are good, walls are good. No Democrats are saying that. That's exactly the opposite of their position. Their leader said it's an immorality. So he starts with a lie. I see a lot of the Dems. He's in the middle of his own sentence when he then goes, almost all of them. <laughs> you see? He builds on his own lie from two seconds before. He is not fucking sane. You know... He is not a sane person. Really. He he convinces himself
2: of his own reality. That is so dangerous. His own tell me that, oh, he's so coarse, he's so vulgar, he makes things up. No. Yeah, I went into this fully clear-eyed. Again, we liked that about him because respectable people who listen to him. You like someone who
1: doesn't live in reality? Because Uh... I
2: thought, uh, not I, we thought that he wouldn't care what the elites thought and he'd actually keep his promises on this. And, uh, and by the way, um, in fact, Nancy Pelosi did say we need a barrier at the border. Chuck um, Schumer did. Obama said it over and over again. They They certainly weren't talking about that. But they they decided no, let's suck up to Wall Street, and they want cheap nannies. And the Republicans said, let's suck up to Chamber of Commerce. We want cheap nannies. All of you are being screwed. By the way, cheap labor isn't so bad for me. I'm not as rich as he is, but I'm not doing badly. My landscaping is beautiful. There is not a a bit of slime on my pool. It's good for me, but I care about my fellow Americans and the working class.
1: (laughs) But He he doesn't come to my pool.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. sorry. I'll,
1: I'll make it up to you in bed tonight. Uh,
2: oh, <laughs>
1: tonight, I'll be Kellyanne, and you be George Conway. We'll switch. we'll switch it up. Okay. So, he also said this week, I know more about technology than anybody.
2: <laughs> now, this
1: is an insane person. What? How, no. I mean, can, how can we move forward with an insane person?
2: No, I find that... And I find criminal. his puffery really charming. charming. I mean, that's charming. hardly oh, the wow. stupidest thing. He, so, he and
1: said. if Obama
2: did that, it would he be okay? He said he had the best words. He said he's yeah. the most oh, Christian yeah. person. Oh, we he could be he's... more presidential than right. Lincoln. Right. Um, I could go on and on and oh, on. I know. I, it makes me laugh. That's fine. I like that about him. Just keep oh, your promise, okay. and I'm right back in his camp.
1: Okay. So um let me ask you about the other big story today Roger Stone uh was arrested. Uh I would agree with you it was an over the top arrest. <laughs> but um you know what about the lie? You, you, you say you're okay with these fun lies.
2: That's not a lie. It's puffery. It's exaggeration. says i the best words. Right. No one thinks oh yeah, this guy must okay. have the best it's words. It's an
1: insane <laughs> Clinical narcissist, but okay, that shouldn't be present. But okay, give you that one. What about lies that really matter? Like we found out that every time he said, and we've all seen the clips on the news where he said, I had the no contacts with Russia, nothing, we, we stayed away, we, didn't, we know that that's a plain lie. That's a kind of a consequential lie, isn't it? Now that we know he was he was trying to build a tower in Moscow, up until the election... I don't election,
2: think we know uh, any of this, and I don't think we it do matters. Know that. That's I mean, a Hillary fact. Clinton paid, through her campaign, $30 million to Russian officials to get dirt on Trump. If, she you did? Know, well, I yeah. missed that story. I, no, I, you didn't. It's the whole Fusion it, GPS story. She paid that to get Russian dirt on oh, Trump. If well, she's going to be walking around having malts then I really don't want to hear but about she, Trump having a deal... She didn't deal. pay, this to she didn't pay
1: Russia. She wasn't working with Russia. He is working with a foreign adversary. There is adversary. no evidence.
2: This is so insane. Of course there's evidence. Off Russia? Mueller has, you has 37... Get I'm telling you how to get Trump. He promised something for 18 months, and he lied about it. That's how you get Trump. It's not this Russia nonsense. You are so wasting time. Well,
1: we're... Okay. You know, I, I remember <laughs> your, your boyfriend, Ronald Reagan, saying... <laughs> Russia was an evil empire. Mr. Gorbachev, uh-huh. tear down the wall. What do you think Ronald Reagan would think right now? I
2: think he would about think about
1: us being so cozy. I won
2: the Cold War. What is with these lunatics? It's not the Soviet Union anymore. But
1: we didn't win it. It's still we li- did win it. But it's still Russia.
2: No, so Look, what? You know, it's not the you know, Soviet you know, Union. We are know, not living under the threat of first nuclear of all, annihilation. Our, the president it's over the pre- <laughs> now Russia is normally corrupt. The president country. is a traitor who is than in than their Saudi camp. Arabia
1: Okay. Today, uh, Venezuela... This is the front page of the right. New York Times. Venezuela, okay? Mm-hmm. They have a, a guy, a fin- an opposition leader, who finally stood up, and we are backing him. And Russia warned us to back off because they're backing the dictator. This was the Monroe Doctrine. This is our backyard. And Russia is now telling us to back off of what goes on in Venezuela because they know they can, because they're so emboldened. That doesn't bother you? You're the patriot?
2: Well, I'm not just the Patriot, as you said. I'm also the Donald Trump advisor, and I'm also telling him to back off because you know what is more in our backyard than even Venezuela? Texas, Arizona, California.
1: Can we care
2: about those states and what's being done to them?
1: It always gets back to hating Mexicans, doesn't it?
2: No, it doesn't. It gets back to loving Americans. All right. It gets well, back to... Look, I'm not a union, you know, bookkeeper. I don't work at Wendy's. I'm not a roofer or is a Is Trump waller. going to declare... They're the ones who are being screwed over.
1: Is Trump going to declare a national emergency? He doesn't is need that to. He's, he's the president. No, but he said in three weeks, what's he going to do? Someone when the, when... has
2: got to read a constitution to him. He's the commander-in-chief. His job is to defend okay. the border. Last
1: question. <laughs> a lot of people are saying you should be the one to run for president. Would you do that?
2: Um, I'm against women working, so I can't. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and Coulter, everybody, and Coulter,
2: let the jousting begin. <laughs> <laughs> Thank
1: you. Thank All right. I'm sure I, I won't see you, see you later. It. Yes. Call me. Okay. All right, let's meet our <laughs> Okay. is hard to get down. All right, he is the columnist of Savage Lovecast and host of the Savage Lovecast podcast. Our friend Dan Savage is back here. He is a distinguished senior fellow at Demos Action and NBC News policy analyst, Heather McGee. Hey, Heather. Good to see you. And he's a Bloomberg Businessweek national correspondent whose book Devil's Bargain is now in paperback. Joshua Green, welcome back, Josh. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> so, uh... I'm so glad that part is... Welcome back. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, Donald Trump, by all accounts, had a pretty bad day today. I mean, the, the FBI is rolling up his gang. He... <laughs> he, uh, he got his nuts squashed by a woman. <laughs> <laughs> that from, uh... He's not getting his wall... And his poll numbers are in the toilet. That's, that's got to hurt the most. A bad... Terrible ratings. He's got terrible, terrible ratings. My question, what country are we going to go to war to to get our mind off of this? Because I feel like that's what he's plotting. That's the only card he has left, is to distract us with wag the dog.
3: Venezuela. Venezuela.
1: Mexico? That was going to be my... Yeah. And what happens in three weeks when Nancy Pelosi this...
3: hands him his ass a second time. <laughs> But, but
0: meaning... No, I mean, I, I, this is an unpopular president. It's an unpopular wall. It's an unpopular idea, shutting down the government. You had, um, you know, Republicans saying, we don't want to do that again. He has completely lost his leverage. And the larger point here is that this wall is a monument to a moment in time of American racism and xenophobia and anxiety that's being ginned up by the paid bullies in the corporate media. I'm not going to name any names of any of your other guests that have been here tonight, who <laughs> are doing this so that white Americans are pointing fingers at working-class people of different races instead of the plutocrats where they belong.
1: Yeah, I never... Th- well, she's kind of making that same point. She's, she's blaming the people who hire the illegals. And, and, by the way, Ann Coulter is for AOC's 70% tax on the rich. That's. I was kind of surprised
0: about I, that. I'm very surprised by that.
4: Yeah, but I think I think the question of what Trump does now, the thing that worries people in the White House. I spent all day calling White House advisors and people about Trump. The thing that they all say to a man, and they were all men. <laughs> 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 Custody of Trump's manhood effectively passed from Ann Coulter <laughs> to Nancy Pelosi today. Yeah, it's... and we have three weeks of Trump having to watch that on television on Fox News, and right. so. It, what he does is gonna depend on how they react.
1: No, I remember he said about Al Franken, he said he folded like a wet rag. <laughs> well he... A phrase I had never heard
4: before. <laughs> he, he... But he folded like a wet rag. Well, I mean, he hasn't lost that badly since the last time he was in front of a bankruptcy judge. I mean, right. he got nothing. <laughs> right. And he was, he, was, he was telling people as recently as last night, spoke to Trump, and he said, I am not going to sign a continuing resolution to open the government unless I get some wall money, and he turned around and caved.
3: And today they closed, or were shutting down LaGuardia Airport a Newark Airport. That's the pressure point that Trump uh, caved under, was hearing from his friends who couldn't get from D.C. to New York and back. You but You
1: <laughs> know, I often ask... <laughs> I often ask, I asked somebody this last week, like, what, why do the Republicans get half the vote? What are they good at? They, they're they're not good at national defense. That was their big thing. They're traitors with Russia. Okay, they're enablers of a traitor president. That's you know, I just said the thing about Venezuela. We can't even keep the fucking Russians
3: out of they're, our backyard. They're good at demagoguery, they're good at racism, they're good at stoking fear. All the stuff... Yeah. Every, everybody's like, oh, it's economic anxiety, oh, it's the working class. All those first reactions to Trump's wins, all the research, all the social science research and data sense have proven that it's racist, wow. white dumb fucks. That is an amazing... And, <laughs> In our anti-democratic system, yeah. we have a federal government that is weighted toward acreage and not human beings. So we have Democrat, we have Republican states with two senators that have 11 people living in them and two senators for California, with
4: millions That is a flaw. Bla- that is a flaw in our they also, they also live in a different world. I mean, Trump's popular. Republicans, Trump's popularity among right. Republicans increased during the shutdown. Support for sure. the wall among Republicans increased during the shutdown. They don't think that they're losing. So right. part but, of the problem for Trump is but now but, that he, now he's they, folded, getting Do they, do they, they it's hear, it's when, he said,
1: when he says something, like he said yesterday, he was talking when we still had the shutdown, and he said, uh, well, people can go to the grocery store, <laughs> and, you know, where you have to show ID yeah.
0: right, right, right.
1: <laughs> to buy food. And he said, you know, your grocer will help you out. Like what fucking Green Acres <laughs> Sam Drucker world are we living well, it's in the last Where time you he can went... go to your grocer and say, you know, I'm gonna can you oh sure. <laughs> well, you'll get me at planting season, Clem. <laughs> <laughs> Really? Because I would not
4: try that at Air One, because they will not slide at all. <laughs> but his, his inner circle are all billionaires. I mean, Jared Kushner and Wilbur Raw, I mean, literally billionaires. These, but these don't their people, that people are... notice that? Don't his fans notice no, they are that they one. do go well, to, to, to the To the
3: Josh's group. point, uh, uh, a second ago, that there are, you know, he's more and more popular with Republicans, but there are fewer and fewer Republicans now than yeah. there were two years ago. And the ago. media treats yeah. them
0: like they're half of the country, and they're just not. And they're a dying well, they, breed in terms of millennials and, they and It's not just them. that they're dying. They did win
1: the election it's and that. controlled almost all of government up until.
0: <laughs> they did, two but months ago, I have so. two words for you voter suppression and Jerry? Yeah, I, no, they cheat. That's true.
3: And the electoral right. college. <laughs> so Hillary Clinton won the popular <laughs> vote. We should say that every morning while we're brushing our teeth. Hillary is. Clinton won the popular yeah. vote. Yeah. And if we didn't have this anti-democratic electoral college that was designed by right racist to protect slave states, we wouldn't have Donald Trump in the White House. So, so there
1: is, uh, there is someone draining the swamp, and it looks like it's Robert Mueller because <laughs> he keeps. I think he's got how many people? Uh, uh, Thirty-seven now. A yeah,
0: hundred counts.
1: And a hundred meetings there was right. between Trump and people, yeah, uh, right. Trump people and uh, Russians, and uh, Roger Stone who, I, I love this, the, I guess this is in the indictment, I don't know how they get these things, an email that he sent to a witness. Do we know who that witness was who wasn't testifying the way Roger Stone wanted him to? And he emailed him, you're a rat, a stoolie, prepare to die, cocksucker.
0: That's called witness tampering. Love to the family, Roger Stone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so Only be the he, best people. He, now, for those of you who have not been tuning in every week on the Russia thing, Let's try to kitchen table it a little. But Roger Stone is sort of the conduit between WikiLeaks, who got a hold of Hillary's emails, right? Gave them to the Russians, yeah. and the the indictment is really about Roger Stone being in the middle of that and probably getting the order to do that from
4: Steve Bannon. Well, Roger Stone, first who's of right of all, under is, Trump, is Trump's oldest and most trusted political yes. advisor. Oh, Even yes. after he got fired, still talked to Trump all yep. the time. What the indictment today shows proves is a chain of collusion from Russia to WikiLeaks and Julian Assange, to uh, Roger Stone, to Steve Bannon, we know, but also to other high-ranking Trump officials... It proves that. It, 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 it claims to. That, this is why Trump right. was arrested. But he the wouldn't, evidence he it laid wouldn't it out, do the indictment based if he on, did. Yeah, and this isn't hearsay, this is right. based on text messages and right. email. I mean, it, it is all right there. Why do these people
3: email things like, <laughs> prepare to die, <laughs> <cocksucker?"> <laughs> <laughs> And they say cocksucker like it's an insult. And I take that person. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Hey, that is man. a skill set. <laughs> 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 Well, I, because much like Trump, a lot of these guys live in a fantasy world where, you know, look, he made it to the White House acting right. like a pretend tough guy. I mean, who's who's to stop him in mid-act?
0: He made it to the White House acting like a businessman when all he does is cheat people, defraud people, and lose money. I mean, this but, is what he
4: does. He didn't pay his
3: contractors. So at the first opportunity, when he's the head of the federal government, he stopped paying federal employees well, and federal contractors. It's his, his M.O. For but his
1: his I, f- I feel like with Roger Stone, like in every kick-ass action movie... There's always like the big bad guy who's the last one that you have to kill, of course. But then you got to like kill the henchman, you know, going up. You kill the main henchman, then you kill Gary Busey. And then... <laughs> <laughs> and then you kill the. Okay, I feel like Roger Stone is Gary Busey or close. I mean, I don't know what gets higher than Roger Stone except like I think Don Jr. And I- I'm waiting for Trump to be like Don Jr. He's my son. I, I met him briefly. We were. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Which has it been a very, while. very short time that I knew Don Jr. The big mystery in Mueller's indictment today: there were at least two high-level officials who who, who talked to WikiLeaks. One we know was Steve Bannon, but the right. other we know was not Steve Bannon because Bannon wasn't on the campaign yet. This happened in July. It could be Don Jr. It could be Paul Manafort. It could be Rick Gates. Mm. And the language in that indictment said was instructed to go to WikiLeaks. By whom? It could be Donald Trump. That's the mystery that everybody is waiting to see. That's the writing on the wall.
1: Okay, well, you know, one of the great things we're going to be able to look back on the Trump era and be proud of is that it taught us so much about crime. (laughs) And (laughs) things I did not know... I read this in the New York Times this week. There is a Jewish prison... I never knew this. Did you see this? Cohen's. This is Michael Cohen is going to prison, and I get you get to request your prison. I didn't know that either. Cohen's prison request. Otisville, the nirvana for Jewish offenders. <laughs> I couldn't make this. It's in the Catskills. <laughs> naturally.
3: <laughs>
1: it was called the lockup of choice for white collar Jewish criminals. Inmate Seth David said, "For a Jewish person, there's no place like Otisville." <laughs> It's 120 inmates. They're mostly doctors, <laughs> lawyers, and accountants. I'm not making this up. They have a commissary that sells skull caps for $6. A kosher selection. Even matzo balls, gefilte fish, seltzer. They put out a spread like you would not believe. LAUGHTER I love this. Lawrence Dressler, an inmate, says, Hey, it's not Zabar's. <laughs> and it's a little overpriced, but what do you want? It's prison. <laughs> do we even need to do a bit about this? No. Yes, we. No. So we did a deep dive into this prison, and, wow, there are some... No, this, this is true. Here are some other things that go on in this prison. For example, <laughs> when, an, <laughs> when an inmate drops the soap, the other inmates yell out, Bend at the knees. <laughs> The big prison gang is (laughs) MS-401K. A riot can turn into wholesale slaughter, or worse, retail slaughter. (laughs) When you get the electric chair, the warden says, would it kill you to sit down? If you cross the line, you're looking at time in the cooler. Cross the line again, you go back in the cooler, even closer to the air conditioning. This is a Jewish prison. If you misbehave badly at Otisville, you get sent up the river to Unleavenworth. The number one thing inmates complain about is the food. Second is the portions. And when they... toss your salad in this prison, you get the dressing on the side. Okay, let's bring out the ambassador. He's the former U.S. ambassador to Russia and author of From Cold War to Hot Peace An American Ambassador in Putin's Russia. Michael McFaul is over here. Michael. Mr. Ambassador. Well. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being had because I was going to say, we look like geniuses booking you on this night because all this Russia news and Roger yeah. Stone. Uh, I, Although I, s- I just
5: heard we don't have to think about Russia anymore. Yeah.
1: We're, we're done. <laughs> exactly. It's over. The threat's done. Right. First racism and now Russia. It's all I mean, <laughs> coming up. So uh, I saw the documentary that you are in. Uh, I think we had the director on the show. Right. Uh, Active Measures. Active yeah. Measures. Terrific. Show, really yeah. lays it out. And you say in that something like, uh, all the interesting things I know I can't tell you. And I can't tell you either. (laughs) Really? So, you know... (laughs) Even
5: on HBO, you can't. Even on HBO. No, Uh, but
1: ask me and I'll try. Well, well, I I mean, what... (laughs) Well, what do you... I mean, what do you know about Roger Stone that that is so interesting that we can't know?
5: Oh, I I was referring to something else in there, um, which is about Putin uh, and his methods. So the the two things I know about Putin... I don't know exactly what Mr. Trump did when he came to Russia in 2013, although I was the ambassador at the time. Uh, But I You were aware of the trip. I was aware of the trip, um, and I, you know, usually we do a briefing. Now that I think about it, for security reasons, with CEOs, we didn't do one for this. Him. Was
1: the pageant? Was there? Yes,
5: uh, we. You know, the, we made a decision that we weren't going to like host a uh, reception for the pageant. That didn't seem appropriate, uh, at least uh, for uh, what we used to do uh, at, at my house. Uh, but we usually tell people about some things you should think about, and you should all think about it. If you ever travel to Russia, um, one thing you should think about is that in Russia, they have tremendous capabilities to monitor and tape everything. Oh, sure. And the Ritz-Carlton, right. where Mr. Trump stayed, that's a very special
1: uh, hotel. Every room uh, is wired, right? I mean, they're looking at everything. That's correct. That's, uh, that's why what she said about, like, the Soviet Union has fallen. Maybe it has, but he hasn't. He was KGB. He wants to rebuild the Soviet Union. He does.
5: Okay. And he wants to destroy us. Don't forget right. that. That's part, of, part and parcel of the same story. So... And it's a real threat. Let's, let's be clear. Like, the Soviet Union collapsed. that was a great day. It was a great day in my life. Uh, but 30 years later, Russia yeah. is back, and they see us we as did the number not, one enemy.
1: And also, we never really realized, or I didn't, certainly, that the animosity between the two countries went way beyond just communism versus capitalism. It was deeper than that. Communism did go away of sorts, although it's a quasi-communist country still, but not the dictatorship and not the animosity toward the West. Right. And our way of life and our way of doing things and just democracy in general.
5: Right. I mean, Putin believes that we destroyed the Soviet Union. Putin believes that we... Uh, made Russia poor. And Putin believes, and I know, because I was the poster child for this, that we interfered in his elections back in 2011 and 2012 to try to undermine him, and that's why he sought revenge in 2016. And he wants you... He, he does. He,
1: Unfortunately, he does. He, has, literally. he literally asked Trump yes. if they would they hand extradite, hand you over. Yeah. The but president uh, said uh, that was a great idea, by the way. Um... He's, everything Putin <laughs> says, he says it's a great idea. When, when he was in Helsinki, yes. And they asked him, "Do you think the Russians meddled?" And of course, he did it. Well, pu- Mr. Putin says very strongly. Yeah. He and of course, when effort. somebody says something strongly. very strongly, that's when you know it's true. <laughs> but but, but strongly, at, yes. at one point, Putin says. I've got a great idea. Why don't I the criminal work with your law enforcement people to solve who did this meddling? Yes. And Trump goes, that's a fantastic idea. I think that's I'm a great deal maker and that I, you can't ask for a better deal than that.
5: Well, thank God we didn't follow through on that deal. But uh, I mean it, get, it gets to the point that that your point, my point, the point of this whole thing, <laughs> cuz you guys were just talking about it earlier, right? This notion that Russia is some kind of a benign power right. and no, you know, no. we don't really have to think about them. Who cares about what happens in Venezuela? Uh, even to those that are big sovereignty people, right? We've got to build this wall for sovereignty. I hear that a lot, right? Well, why shouldn't we have sovereignty over our elections? Why don't those yeah. people care when yeah. they talk about sovereignty? <laughs> yeah. like, hold on! <laughs> we didn't have that capability in 2016, and I want to fight for that sovereignty so that Americans alone choose the next president of the United uh, States. And what about 2020?
1: 20... What do you, uh why wouldn't this crow come back to kill another chick if it worked the first time?
5: Well, Putin doesn't always repeat the same play. So, that you know, he may change things. But we, as a country... Has, have done virtually nothing to protect ourselves from what happened in 2016. So basic cybersecurity for campaigns, it's not a law. Uh, basic rules about what kind of media that the Russian government can put on our um, on our social platforms, we don't have any regulation on that. And there's one reason for it, is because President Trump refuses to recognize this as a threat, and so he blocks all those initiatives. And it's the money at the bottom
1: of it, right? I mean, th- I mean his own kids, we got most of our money from Russia. He's... At a certain point, it's it's not that complicated. He's a deadbeat. Nobody else would lend him money except the the crooked Russians, yes. right? So he's into them. Cut to the hookers peeing on each other. I, I don't I, 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 I don't think this is that complicated. Well right it's so so Putin, follow the money again. So what mm. I know about I know Putin
5: better than Trump, right? I've known him for a long time. It's not exactly like we're Facebook friends or anything. No. Although <laughs> given what happens on Facebook these days, maybe we are. Um, <laughs> but two things. He uses money and compromise, right? That's a Russian right. word we all learned yeah. to create leverage sure. inside Russia and other places. And those two are the instruments.
1: Partly with those cameras at the Ritz Carlton. Correct. Right. Correct. And what do you think's on those cameras? Yeah.
5: I don't know, uh, but everything that happens in the Ritz-Carlton does not stay in the Ritz-Carlton.
1: Okay. (laughs) And this guy, this name I read this week, Carl Klein. Yeah. You know, did you hear about this? This is like one of those many stories, like if it was any other president, it would be a a year-long story. It gets buried. Carl Klein, some stooge that Trump installed in the White House to cut through... What is normally the process where someone has to get security clearance, and of course nobody in that administration could do it because they're all in bed with the Russians (laughs) or some sort of foreign adversary. So, like I think thirty people was it thirty? Was that the number? Thirty people. Shocking. Who who the normal channels said, no, no, this guy does not get security clearance, and he appoints this guy again. I never knew this was even possible that you could appoint some guy just
4: to say, fuck that, Jared Kushner gets clearance. Well, this was whispered about two years ago. I mean, people in the White House wondered, how can somebody with those kind of financial entanglements get any kind of security clearance? And then magically he did. And then magically other people did too. And given the nature of the people who, you know, were were, were a part of this process, I mean, you had Steve Bannon on the National Security Council, right? So this isn't exactly the sharpest minds in the military and the U.S. intelligence, uh, you know, having their say in who who is and isn't privy to this kind of thing.
1: But their whole campaign thing was about Hillary's emails. What? Is that it was not secure. That, that she was a, a, a risk for... And he uses an unsecure phone and has all these fucking people in the White House who... who the, the When they sent Jared Kushner's form over to the CIA to get the super high clearance, the CIA, the CIA said, C- uh, yeah. how did he get
0: this far? <laughs> <laughs> well, so, this is white privilege at its height, right? This idea that these... Completely unqualified, criminal. Jared Kushner, the New York Times found, didn't pay any income tax, right. and yet he is public servant number three, who is because he's Jewish. He's he's in the middle of he's the one. I got who's the prison be, for him. He's taking care of the Middle East crisis for us. Like he's WhatsApping with the prime with the, <laughs> <laughs> the of
1: Saudi too. Arabia. It's, it's right. just
0: unbelievable. And you know, it in is. my community, we look at this and we're like, right. "That's some white people shit."
1: It is. It is it's <laughs> and, <laughs> it's
0: not all
4: white people.
0: Come I mean, on. Yeah, don't
1: not all lump us together. But, <laughs> yes. but yeah. And speaking, Thank you. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of that, you know, they're all the, these white people are meeting in Davos. Maybe it's over, but it was this week. That's where all the billionaires get together. And we learn some amazing things about wealth. 2,200 billionaires in the world, and their, they, their wealth increased by 900 billion in 2018. The poorest half of the popula- world's population, so an 11% decrease. The 26 richest billionaires are worth as much as 3.8 billion people. 26 people.
3: I'm putting this all is a- my 401k into guillotine futures. Yeah. <laughs> because it's coming.
1: Well, I don't know about that. Um, but it's interesting because when uh, AOC said that thing about we should tax at 70%, the first reaction, even among some Democrats, was, oh, that's crazy. And then we found out, no, the majority of Americans agree with that. Now Elizabeth Warren is calling for a wealth tax. Not just what you earn in a year, but your nest egg we're going after if it's if it's hey. that much. And, what do you think? Is that a...
0: Because that's unearned money, for the most part. That is, people who are sitting on trust funds, people who, you know, were able to use hedge fund loopholes, this has been a problem for as long as I've been alive. The idea that someone who's just... His, their entire job is to open their envelopes and see how their stocks have done. paid right. Is paid... <laughs> is, 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 is taxed less than someone who's, you know, walking around them cleaning up after them. Yeah. And that is a problem. We've got to look at wealth because... Listen, there's an idea in this country that we're losing, that every human being has some spark of ingenuity and opportunity. And when there's this much of a wealth divide and young people are going into debt and not being able to buy homes, we're losing out on all of that as a country. And so it is time to redistribute.
4: But what's interesting, it's, it's, it's overshadowed by, by, by Stone, by the shutdown, by whatever the hell Trump has done on on any given day. But this is affecting our politics, and it has been. I mean, the fallout from the financial crisis ultimately led to Donald Trump and to Bernie Sanders. America made a bet that Trump would be the guy who would would rectify this inequality. It isn't. But you can see that energy now shifting into the Democratic Party. That's why
1: I don't think we'll see guillotines, because Americans never blame rich people. That's the tragedy of the Trump voter. They, they they see themselves being squeezed, and they can't identify who's doing the but squeezing. The they voter, think it's immigrants and and single moms the, who are getting, you know, the takers. Remember the takers?
3: Because of the People demagoguery no money, you have all and the, money. the racism <laughs> of the right. And Trump voters are the, the minority. It's just that we have minority rule in this country because of voter suppression, because of gerrymandering, because of the Senate, and that's part of what we have to address. We have to address the inequities that are hardwired into our system that have made economic inequality so much worse. Okay. We do that by winning elections.
0: Yeah, you do it saying, by winning elections. You were so. saying we need to
3: win elections, yes. and you want, in the future, Americans to, to pick their president. Yes. The Republican Party does not want And Americans that's why to we just kicked their ass
5: in November. We need well. to... So remember that. And the way... All the things we're talking about... Let's just... Let, two things I want to say. One... All the things we're talking about will not happen unless there's a new president. Number two, the biggest promise, you were talking, Ann Coulter's all worried that he, he didn't deliver on that big promise to the wall. The real big promise he never delivered on are all those workers that she was talking about, all those people, you know, that's my family. I'm from Montana. I know those people that voted for him. He hasn't done anything for those people. And that's what people, I think, we need to talk about moving into the next election cycle. It's not one thing. All this other, All this other stuff is distraction. So that we can talk about a wall, but when we talk about the concrete grievances right. that were
1: legitimate, he hasn't done one thing for those people. That's what amazes me, and and the and the and the, the poll numbers are showing that there is. He's probably, he's probably at his lowest now. It's like 34 percent. But those people, I promise you, are not going anywhere. That—that th- that is Mrs. Goebbels point. in yep. the bunker with yeah. the cyanide, <laughs> oh my God. giving the cyanide to the children because she does not want to live in a world without National Socialism. Those people are not moving. Okay. I got your—you work at Bloomberg. I got one more question to ask you because this pissed me off a lot. I—I I, I thought I—I I thought I liked Michael Bloomberg. He's dead to me now. <laughs> He says, uh, he's talking about marijuana. He says, uh, 72,000 Americans are overdosed on drugs in 2017." Yeah, none from pot. And today he says, "We are trying to legalize another addictive narcotic. Oh fuck, really? An addictive narcotic, which is perhaps the stupidest thing anybody has ever done." No, this statement is the stupidest thing anybody has ever done. I thought Giuliani was a dumb ex-New York mayor. I want you to quit right here on this stage.
4: <laughs> so you're going to... I guess to before I... You, you're going to give me a job after I right. <laughs> <you're gonna, after laughs> explain why this you is a bad what? position if, to hold. know
1: If the Democrats would make this an issue, they could win elections just on legalizing pot. Whoa. The way... I swear... I, we did a thing on this one. Just the way guns are to the right wing, they love them, it's in your home, you touch it. <laughs> it's personal, it's not just an abstract issue. Come out. Full square for legalizing pot. We
3: legalized pot at the ballot box in Washington state in 2012. The first stores opened a year and a half later drug use and um, pot use by young people, by high school students, has not increased. We have hundreds of millions of dollars in tax revenues to invest in Washington state. All of the doom and gloom predictions, including, oh, if you let them make candies and pot, candies and lozenges, kids will get them and we'll have zombie five-year-olds running around, stoned out of their brains, <laughs> has not happened. And so, I don't know what Bloomberg is talking about. Yeah. And, you know, they always want to leap from. If you legalize pot, then you're legalize heroin. They legalized all drugs in Portugal and made it a public right. health issue, and it's better. But, but here's, what here's, we here's do, the, here's locking the politi- people up and making drugs illegal and trying to stand between people and a, and a product they want, even if it's bad for them, does not work. But here's
4: the political. <laughs> here's the political problem. Here's the political problem with an anti-pot position going into 2020. Mitch McConnell... Mitch McConnell! ...just came out and led the effort to legalize hemp in the Farm Bill... John Boehner's working for a pot company. Right. (laughs) If you're to the right of Republicans on the marijuana issue, that's a a tough argument to make. Tell your boss to see me. Can I say (laughs) one thing? (laughs) Remember, you did it on the show
1: that night. Remember, you were on that show where we choked up. Thanks for bringing that one. All right.
4: (laughs) Thank you, panel.
1: It's time for new rules, everybody. All right, new rule. New rule, someone has to tell right-wing media that we got the message about how socialism is bad and the proof is Venezuela. Socialism equals Venezuela. Got it. There's socialism in Venezuela. Venezuela is socialist, and it's bad in Venezuela. Socialist Venezuela, where there are socialists in Venezuela. I believe you, okay? Steve Ducey hates socialism. Now, prove he can find Venezuela on a map. (laughs) New rule, there are two sides to every divorce. An Irish woman who last year announced her marriage to a ghost now says it's over. She says he was emotionally distant. (laughs) And if you ask him, there were days she acted like he was completely invisible. Regardless of who's at fault, the bigger question is who gets custody of their two beautiful children? (laughs) New Rule, stop giving awards to actors for looking like crap. Like Christian Bale in Vice, and Nicole Kidman in Destroyer, and Charlize Theron in Monster. I'm not amazed they could make Christian Bale look 70. I'm impressed that Tom Cruise falls off buildings, worships Satan, and looks 30. (laughs) New rule: if you're going to criticize the Fox News graphic department for mistakenly displaying an obituary for Ruth Bader Ginsburg earlier this week, you must also praise them when they get one just right. rule: stop saying the FCC prohibits sexualized content during NFL broadcasts. On Sunday, we watched an entire team get fucked. (laughs) And finally, to every person on social media who's asked me since November, Bill, what do you have to say about Stan Lee? And to every paparazzi outside a restaurant who's still shouting at me, Bill, what about the Stan Lee thing? Okay, your day has come tonight's editorial is about stan lee who if you missed it died in november and a few days later i posted a blog that was in no way an attack on mr lee but took the occasion of his death to express my dismay at people who think comic books are literature and superhero movies are great cinema and who in general are stuck in an everlasting childhood Bragging that you're all about the Marvel Universe is like boasting that your mother still pins your mittens to your <laughs> sleeves. <laughs> you can, if you want, like the exact same things you liked when you were 10. But if you do, you need to grow up. That was the point of my blog. I'm not glad Stanley is dead. I'm sad you're alive. <laughs> And by the way, if someone says you're being childish and you react by throwing a tantrum, (laughs) you're not Iron Man. (laughs) You're Irony Man. Well, let me tell you, people were pissed about this post. I wasn't even aware that I had ruffled so many capes. (laughs) Until I saw that 40,000 Twitter followers unfollowed me like that. To which I say, good riddance, follow Yogi Bear. (laughs) Director Kevin Smith accused me of taking a shot when no shots are fucking necessary. Except, again, my shot wasn't at Stan Lee. It was at, you know, grown men who still dress like kids. (laughs) One comment said that Stan Lee has inspired children to believe in something bigger than them. And then added, congrats, you're a cunt on the same level that Ann Coulter is a cunt. (laughs) Boy, did you pick the wrong night to tune in. (laughs) Other people tweeted things like, I learned about social justice and racial tolerance by reading comic books. Okay, but now you have pubic hair. (laughs) Read James Baldwin. Read Toni Morrison. Read Michael Eric Dyson. (laughs) Even a book as dumb as the Bible gets this. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things, including my X-Men (laughs) bedsheets. Can we stop pretending that the writing in comic books is so good? Oh, please. Every superhero movie's the same thing. A person who doesn't have powers gets them, has to figure out how they work, and then has to find a glowy thing. <laughs> Justice League, glowy thing. Iron Man, glowy thing. Spider-Man, glowy thing. Captain America, glowy thing. Glowy thing, glowy thing, glowy thing. <laughs> And again, there's nothing wrong with a man writing comic books. There is something wrong with adults thinking they're profound. The folks at Stan's company, Team Stan, wrote an open letter to me and said, You have a right to your opinion that comics are childish and unsophisticated. Many said the same about Dickens, Steinbeck, Melville, and even Shakespeare. No, they didn't. (laughs) No! No one ever said that. No one ever said King Lear or Moby Dick was childish and unsophisticated. If you ever read a book without pictures, you'd know that. (laughs) Team Shakespeare should write you an open letter. Yes, Howard the Duck, Hamlet, same diff. To thine own self be true, meet Hulk Smash. Comics are for kids. That's why they sell them next to the Pokemon cards and not on the aisle with the condoms and the lube. (laughs) I'm sorry, but if you're an adult playing with superhero dolls... I'm sorry. I mean collectible action figures. (laughs) Why not go all the way and drive to work on a big wheel? (laughs) Grown-ups these days, they they cling so desperately to their childhood that when they do attempt to act their age... I have a special word for it now. Adulting. (laughs) Hey, world, look at me. I just made my own eye appointment. Hashtag adulting. (laughs) Eating vegetables. Adulting. (laughs) Today, I wiped my own ass. (laughs) I guess I'm turning into my dad. (laughs) (laughs) Marriages have been destroyed because the husbands, adult men, can't stop playing video games. When your wife wants to have sex and you can't come to bed because you're about to level up in Fortnite, don't be surprised when your relationship does this. (laughs) All right, that's our show. I'll be at the Plaza in El Paso, Texas, March 2nd, the Pavilion in Dallas, March 16th, and the Pope Joy in Albuquerque, March 17th. I want to thank Dan Savage, Heather McGee, Joshua Green, Michael McFall, and Coulter. Join us now for overtime on YouTube. Thank you, folks.